Welcome back to We Are Utah Podcast, where we bring you weekly episodes of the best in the Beehive State. Simply put, this is where we live. And this is where you stay connected. Stay connected. Because together, we We are are Utah. Utah. And now your hosts, Jordan Wheeler and Braden Floyd. Braden? What's Cody? up? What's up, dude? It's been a while. You've know, been busy man. with Bad Caddy. I know. It's Getting it nuts. up and running. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been yeah, been busy. We're finally up and going. It's not, we haven't done a grand opening celebration because I ran into some hiccups. My first hiccup, if anybody's ever experienced this, is our URL got flagged on Instagram and Facebook, which is, you would not think is a big deal just hearing that, but it's a freaking major deal because I haven't been able to do any ads or anything. So yeah. we finally got it unflagged and then now things are on the up and up. So we're Good. getting better. So yeah, dude. Well, we've got an a awesome guest, guest today. We're Jimmy stoked. Rex. Jimmy. Uh, Guys, thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to Bad Caddy. This is actually, we want to start, we've been doing it at his social acts, but we feel like this is a cooler place. Yeah. Well, our mics pick up on most of our conversation, but over at social acts when we were doing it, because we've had like guests tell us, they like, or we've had people, we've had listeners tell us that they like the background noise, I right? Like it's it. kind of like interesting. Well, that social axe is just too loud. Yeah. Like, the yeah. axe is hitting the wall is a nightmare. But over here, yeah, like, I'm sure when the golfers are here and it's full, it might be kind of loud. We'll see. Anyways. This guy hitting over here. Yeah. yeah when I first started my podcast, I tried doing one in a restaurant once, and it was just undoable. I mean, yeah. unusable. I called my buddy who did it, and he's a pretty big influencer. I'm like, yeah, the whole thing was worthless, bro. We got to do it again. Yeah. yeah. I've heard him done in bars, too. I'm like, how? I, they yeah. must know how to work this better than me, because I just plug it in and go. I feel you. But anyway, so Jimmy, you are the founder and CEO of We Are They. Which we are the they. We, we are, are the they. The they. Yep. Gotcha. And I've looked into that. We'll get into this. Uh, I, I've got to do all of your accolades because there's a ton of them. Top rated podcast, The Jimmy Rex Show, which is kind of what led me to you because I read something. The best way to grow your podcast is to have other podcast people on. Smart. So... I was, it makes sense because people are listening to someone else's podcast. They already know how to subscribe. They're already in the, you know, whatever platform they used to. They, you know, mention your podcast, go to yours. Anyways, you've also, you are also the author of the best-selling book, You End Up Where You're Heading. Okay, so, um, and then you've sold over 2,500 homes. And this is on his website, MrJimmyRex.com. 4,000 homes to investor in the past 20 years. Uh, you've traveled to numerous countries. 90, 91 now, yeah. I'm really yeah, excited dude, to talk crazy. about that because awesome. I love traveling, and yeah, I've been to a few here. countries, and it's it's crazy seeing other cultures. So I'm sure you learn a lot when you're on those trips. And then you own 20 companies and 32 restaurants, or, or you are I'm an investor. investor in 20 companies, yeah. And okay. I'm an investor in 32 restaurants. So... And 32 restaurants, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy man. cow. Yeah, just reading your profile and bio, it's like I get overwhelmed with my kids in real estate sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't have kids. That's right? why I'm able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like I always think that, like, you know, people that do all of these ventures, you, you figure out, obviously, one, how to organize and handle all of this and probably hire people to help you. But I want to go back to, like, your childhood. Like, what was what was growing up with Jimmy Rex like and, like, your parents and your God influencers? Them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and the, you're right, though. The key to, you know, being able to do a lot of different things is the people you surround yourself with. There's a, a guy in my coaching group 
that just came in from Washington for the day to shadow me was with me all morning. And, you know, at the end of, from 8 o'clock, basically from about 7.45 till just till I came here, um, he was with me. And his takeaway was, he's like, dude, you have so many people that are so bought into what you're doing and you just have to make one call. And he saw how I have all these m- different pieces moving at a time. And his other takeaway was, you're just on the phone all day. And I was like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just, but, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. I hate micromanaging. That's why I have a lot of moving pieces. And so for me, I have to be surrounded by people that are bought into it, that are people that are just really talented. And, and that kind of allows me to do a lot of stuff like those businesses I'm invested in. I mean, I don't do anything with those, right? I'm a passive investor in pretty much every one of them. Maybe make posts about them or the restaurants will go to the grand openings or send people to them and stuff. But there's not a whole lot else to do. Um, you know, I'm part owner of this restaurant in Vegas called Mas Por Favor. And on Monday, I was down in Vegas and I was with my marketing guy and he'd never been. So I took him and we get there and the door guy, you know, that's working the door, he's like, I'm like, hey, man, we just want to go down in the back in the bar. And he goes, oh, do you guys have a reservation? Mm. And I go, oh, my name is Jimmy. I'm one of the owners, actually. And he goes, oh, sorry, you're Jimmy. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't cool, even know though. who he is and he doesn't yeah. know who I am. Like, my right. point is, is like, I just, but that's my, I mean, I get a residual check and five figures every month from that restaurant from yeah. one investment. And so the point is, is like surround yourself with great people and it gives you all the time to, you know, do multiple things. I where, guess. where did you learn that skill though? Because, and, and part of it is finding great people because a lot of people want so much control over their business or want to do it themselves or whatever reason. Right. So did you yeah. struggle with that at all? In the well, there's an art to being able to let stuff go, right? For me, I wanted to have a certain way of like um, quality of life. And so I knew I had to let go of stuff. Like if I wanted to travel, if I want to do these other things, well, I can't be the person that needs to be there all the time. And so I had to learn, you know, in 2012, I decided to go to Arizona State. I wanted to get my master's degree in real estate development. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made because I had, to, I had a year before I left where I had to set up my business to run without me physically being here. Yeah. As a real estate agent, that's really hard to do. So you, wait, you did that all before even selling any homes or? No, I'd been selling homes since 2006. Okay. So I was the number one realtor in the county for like years in, gotcha. in Utah County. Okay, okay. And so I had this team all set up. But it was, you know, a lot of it depended upon me being here. Yeah. And because I was going to be physically in another state, I had to learn how to teach my guys, uh, teach my team how to do these things. I had to learn to, you know, be able to just let go of certain aspects of the business. And I've done that the whole way with all my businesses. And, you know, and so it's fun. It's empowering. And people will make mistakes. I tell a story on my TikTok in one of my videos recently where, you know, my assistant, oh gosh, it's probably been 10, 12 years we were, uh, we were helping one of my other buddies, one of our mutual friends, buy a house. But he was uh-huh. buying it in Seattle. And so I was getting a referral yeah, yeah. from the agent up in Seattle. And it was like 2200 bucks. This is in like 2010. But at that time, I mean, I needed that money. Yeah. You know, yeah. 2200 bucks was half what I was going to make that month. Right. And, uh, and he, I remember he came to me and he goes, hey, I told Chris that he could keep the commission for the referral since it's, you know, he's our buddy. And I looked at him like, You're like what? And he uh, he knew right away. He's like, "Oh, I screwed up, didn't I?" I said, so "Let me get straight. You gave away my twenty two hundred dollars to without, our friend. without even saying and he's anything." Like, are you going to fire me? I was like, "Oh no, this is the last time I would fire you. I just spent twenty two hundred dollars on your education. Yeah, you know, on training." And so, I've allowed my team. They know they can screw up. They know they can make mistakes. And um, giving them that autonomy, they just grow so much quicker, and it allows me to do so much more with them. So, Jimmy, when you were creating that, what was your mindset when you were creating that? Because like I have that 
kind of going now where I'm trying to give the trust away and stuff. Did you ever at, at that, like when you were very first beginning at that point, did you have the stress of like, I don't know. I don't oh, know for if I sure. should. I mean, it's, you know, even so like I do, I'll give you guys an example. I do a giant 4th of July party every year. It's actually tonight, July 1st. Nice, man. I do that every year. We have four to 5,000 people. It's a show. private Fireworks, private show, fireworks. Right? Show. Yeah, That's the largest awesome. private fireworks show in the country, I think, if not the state. That's it is. awesome. That's but I mean, awesome. it started out. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to. Just, I had this funnest day on July Fourth. Like my dad went all out on a fireworks show, and so I'm like, okay, when I'm an adult, I'm gonna go all out. Yeah. And I've been doing that every year for 15 years, and every year it would double in size until we literally have thousands of people coming every year now. And my point of telling the story is, is this year was the first year I wasn't the one in the trenches doing everything. So as we grew and got bigger, we had to get the fire department involved. We had to get the city involved. We had to hire a professional pyrotechnician. We had to hire a company that could source thirty to fifty thousand dollars worth of fireworks. We had to get all the, you know, all these different things. So how, how I guess like my my like if I were to do what you're doing, my mindset is I want to learn all of it. But do you just? Are you past the point of I'm I'm just going to hire somebody else or get somebody else that knows? Well, what that's my point. Doing. For all those other years, I mean, up until five or six years ago, I would light all the fireworks myself and running <laughs> around from fireworks to fireworks. And then it was like, okay, we hand that off, and then you hand that off, and then this year, I kind of have this weird energy today because I'm not there. I have nothing to do. Like I can come do this podcast with you guys. Usually, yeah. July first was like my busiest day of the year. Like, right, good yeah. luck getting Jimmy to do anything. I don't have shit to do till five o'clock. Like that's I don't so even cool. have to be Dude, there. My that's team, the weirdest feeling. It is. Yeah. So, I've had that. <laughs> A couple times where I'm like, holy cow, they're doing all yeah, of this. Yeah, and you move so fast that yeah, I yeah, can't imagine. Right. So I, like, last yeah. night, I called the firework guy again because I'm like, hey, uh, are we yeah. good? He's like, yeah, yeah your guys, we've been good for a week, bro. You know, yeah. and I'm like, all right, it's just weird <laughs> not having that, you know. And so I'm just going to show up and assume everything's good. But it is, it's an art. But, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's in the trenches having to deal with the city and get zoning and get the park to let us you know, yeah. use yeah. vehicle parking there and stuff. And so it's it's nice to, as you grow, let other people grow. And the cool part is, is you bring other people with you. So all the people that are in those positions now, they're growing. And so they're going to be that much better going forward. And so you're, you know, true leader just builds up other leaders. If I'm trying to do everything myself, I'm not bringing people along with me. Yeah. I mean, a, a true quality of a leader is the other people around him are growing as well. Do you feel like those people are becoming more and more invested with you? Like, I feel like I see a pattern with just, I'm not on your level at any means, but I can see people wanting to invest and stay longer and want to do more with this because we can grow into something like that. So Yeah, I mean, if people are just working for a salary or for money, it gets very limiting, right? They're always yeah. going to be another position, but you give them purpose when it's bigger than themselves. Like most people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so like right. with my coaching group, I mean, every single guy that I have working for me, um, they are so bought into that vision of what we're doing. They're so, but you know, one of the guys I had a talk with him about a month ago and he's one of my key guys in the whole thing. And, and I said, Hey man, just wanted to let you know, he runs my podcast. He runs my TikTok videos. He runs a lot of my marketing and he also works the events that we do as well. I said, just want to let you know, dude, I, I'm going to pay you more when I can, but until we get this side of it profitable more, I can't really do anything. And he goes, Jimmy, I'm really happy. I just want you to know, like, I'm uh, thank you. Like I, so cool. I found my That's home awesome. here. So it was like to him, he's like, I know that. But the money I know doesn't matter. Exactly. I mean, it's, it matters, but like he's like, I'm happy. Yeah. Which which was really cool for me to hear. That's almost more satisfying than anything, knowing that you're leading and you're creating something where people are truly happy. Because like we've talked yeah. about it many times, COVID and the way the world is changing and bosses are having to change because it's like, you work for me, you're my employee, almost like a slave mentality. And Gary Vee talks about it all the time. Like that's one thing that drives him nuts about bosses is just like, thinking that they own their employees. Um, so 
anyways, like to have to have someone else come and tell you that, like you've probably for sure changed that guy's life. Yeah. Um, but what, like, it changed. It probably this, changed yours too, because I've had yeah, that yeah. with just a couple of my managers who have said that. They're like, "I'm committed. I'm here. I love the job." And you're just like, "Yeah, I just oh, never." Man, I mean, for me, it's awesome. everything's always gone back to quality of life. Like, I'm yeah. only want to. I don't want people afraid of me. I don't want people working for me yeah. because they have to. No like, way. dude, I can't have depressed people around me. I can't. <laughs> I don't do well with it. And so. I want everyone around me thriving. You know, yeah, my real yeah. estate team is small for a purpose. I never liked having 20, 30, 50 agents and half of them are struggling. Yeah. I just, I soak in that energy and I, you know, I, it really bothers me. It bothers me more than myself not having success. When it runs through your team, like totally. You know? yeah. And so, you know, for me, I just, I only want people that are working for me that are, that are happy and that are right. enjoying themselves. And I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, so what, awesome. where, where'd you learn all this? Like, By the way, none who, of this has anything to do with my childhood. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I you're thought good, that. You're I was good. like, I'll get back to That's that. That's how but, they go, right? Podcasts yeah. that are just like that. So, so. yeah, I guess that comes back to China, like your childhood. Do you attribute it to your parents, uh, mentors? Like what, what is, yeah, so was there a turning like, point? You started well, there's a couple of things like that. I, I've obviously thought a lot about all this, but when I was a kid, I was super curious. I think that's the number one thing. Like I'm driven by curiosity. I literally took a test one time. That's what I said. But <laughs> I was always very observant too. I would go to my friend's house and their dad was coming home from work and he was depressed or was just mean or just standoffish or just had this horrible energy about him. And I'm yeah. like, I do not want to be a miserable adult. Like I remember as a kid, I was like, I'm going to be the happiest adult. Like that's all I wanted to be was to be a happy adult. I'm like, I remember watching Patch Adams. He's like, that's a way to live. Just make people's lives better. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, when people, when I show up, I want people to be like, ah, sweet, Jimmy's here. This is going to be a little bit better experience. And so for me, I was always observing a lot and I just kind of saw patterns and then I would try to implement that in my own life. And so for me, you know, it was just being very observant of what I did want in my life and what I didn't want in my life. And I've gotten really good at just having strong boundaries around me. Um, that's all my friends and people say. They're like, dude, you don't let anyone be around you that you don't want around you. I'm like, no, I won't. And I'm very honest. Like, if there's a person in this world I don't like, they know. Like, they all know. Like, if I, if you know, there's no question. Because I'm very clear and very honest with everybody in my life. Because you'll either show up a way that you should, like, to be a good friend, to be a good yeah, employee, yeah. whatever. Or else you won't be there. there and it's, are, I'll yeah. move on, you yeah. know. But I think that's the number one thing is I was just always watching and, and kind of really deciding, all right, how do I want my life to look? I think too often we kind of just settle for what we think our lives have to look like. And they yeah. don't. Like, we get to determine who's in our life. We get to determine how happy we are every single day. And for me, it's a high boundary, man. If you're going to be in my life, you're going to show up and you're going to have a good energy. And you're gonna, you know, it's okay to be down or depressed or whatever that looks like. But you damn well better be working on it and not playing victim and all those things. Otherwise, I just I don't have time Can't, or space yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. So what you've had had people influence that in your life, or do you just feel like you were naturally born with the curiosity and those thoughts? No, I've, I mean, I was so blessed, man, especially like when I got into real school, like when I was in high school, you know, having older brothers, four older brothers that loved, they they just loved having me around. Like I got, I I look at how other people treat their older brothers and I was just lucky, man. They let me hang around. So I was always hanging around with older kids and older people and learning from people. And then I got into my mission, right? My Mormon mission back in the day. And I had the best mission presidents, man. They, these two guys, I'm not even a member of that church anymore, but I have so much love for that experience and for those guys because I grew so much. And then I got home and I had, you know, I got into real estate and I hired the best mentors. And I kind of had this, I got kind of lucky, but also kind of earned it in the sense of what happened was when I was 24, I sold 60 houses my first year as a realtor. And everybody Dang. was like, who the hell is this? What guy? year was that? This yeah. is 2005, okay. 2006. And my next year, I sold 98 homes just by myself. And so what happened, like, when you have success in your 
For example, if you have success in your 30s, it's like, well, yeah, you're in your 30s. Right, if you have success right. in your 40s, it's like, well, it's about damn time. <laughs> if you have success in your 20s, though, and you're a young hustler, everybody wants to know what the hell you're doing. Everybody wants to be around you. Everybody wants to learn. And so doors just blow open for you. You find yourself in these rooms and getting mentored. I had, if you were to name the top five mentors in the country for real estate agents, four of them personally coached me. Like, I had these dudes, and what happened is they wanted, like, they would put me on their stages. I'd, so what, they'd reach out to you? I was there, they reach into you, I'd or reach out to them, to them, and they'd reach out to me, and we'd cross paths through different ways, yeah. And, but because they saw what I was doing, and I showed up with a certain energy, and they're just like, okay, if I can mentor this kid, and then I can get him on my stage, and he talks about it, it's going to get me all these other people. So they wanted to mentor and coach right. me so that they could use me as an example of how to do it the right way. Yeah. And so I ended up having these amazing mentors, <clears throat> Mike Ferry, Bill Pipes, Bob Fitzgerald, Tom Ferry, they, wow. just a amazing guys that like I had no business being mentored by them but I was because of that early success and that just perpetuates on itself right and most people stop growing or they get kind of pigeonholed into one thing and once I'd kind of learned everything I thought I could as a real estate agent, that's when I went and got my master's in real estate development. That's when I started hiring coaches outside of real estate, right? Like I hired, I mean, I hired, you know, my favorite all-time favorite book is The Way of the Superior Man mm-hmm. by David Dita. Well, I freaking found out how to get a hold of the guy, and he personally mentored me, right? And it that's cost crazy. me a damn fortune. But guess what? I got nine years of education on how to be a better man in like couple months, right? What is, what is that, like, what, what did that mentorship look like? Is that phone calls every day? Is phone that calls, you're, not you're every day. No, 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 saying, I, I mean, got it these was a deals. very limited number of phone calls, but, gotcha. you know, deep diving into, like, how to show up the right way, how to show yeah. up in relationships, how to... Because I feel like you had to, at the same time, like, learn how to handle all the money if you're doing that kind of success, too, and where yeah, you I learn mean, to, like, put that money. It well, sounds like you learned because you got... I didn't have the best mentors for teaching me how to invest the right way. I mean, people forget, dude. Now it's really easy to figure out. If you want to learn... Like, I have a real estate investor mastermind. It's like $300 a month. And honestly, the people that are in that, I mean, I'm having guys like Cody Spurban, Carlos Reyes. These are the top guys in the country every week. Chris Crohn's, all these guys that are the top real estate investors um, teaching this. And everyone just soaks up all their information. When I was that age, dude, I was like going to the back of the realtor magazine, ordering yeah, CDs yeah. out of yeah. some shady book. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like you're doing whatever you can to learn. Nowadays, between YouTube and these masterminds and people like podcasts like this, everywhere, yeah. you, can, you can just learn so much. It's actually the opposite problem. You have to, there's so much noise, you have to learn what to cancel out. But <laughs> yeah, that's, but what, I, that's what, what I feel like I struggle with. Like, I, it's almost like they call it shiny. Yeah, it's shiny objects in your shirt. And, and it's like, oh, else my, this looks awesome. This looks awesome. Yeah. So, and you definitely like, have that problem. Oh, yeah, you jump like that yeah, a lot. for sure. <laughs> but, like, you know, I wasted a lot of money. My first couple million, I blew it in bad investments and bad choices and everything else. I mean, I, everything you invested in back then lost money anyway. But So how do you move past that? Because a lot of people will lose or fail and just... Their, com- the, their confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. goes down. So when or I whatever. get asked that question, this is the only answer I have. Well, what the hell's the other option? Be yeah. a loser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> be a loser. I mean, is that the other? The, like, yeah. What, how did you pick up your <laughs> bootstraps at that point, or how did you pick yourself back up? I don't know. I didn't want to be a freaking loser. Yeah. Like, there wasn't an option for me. It wasn't like, oh, I'm down. I'm gonna have to stay here. It's like, okay, I'm next thing. Like, yeah. I'm not a freaking loser. So I'm gonna pick my ass back up and get back after it. Right. Yeah. And it's even in the moment too. <laughs> like, solid answer. It's like, you That's know, sound bit. but the thing is, is like, well, here's the thing too, is, is people think that when you lose all that money, you should be depressed. I wasn't, I was working so hard and here's the, where people get it screwed up the younger generation. I can give you all the shit in the world. I can give you money on handouts and all these payments for pandemic and all this bullshit. It's not going to make you happy. I was 
honestly very happy because I was so confident. Dude, I was going through hell. I mean, I was going through it, but I was working my ass off and I was working my way out of it. There's so much self-confidence that comes from going through that. Mm -hmm. Like in the moment of the bullshit, I was finding the humor in it all. I was like, I don't know how the hell anyone ever gets ahead. Like every time I had something, it was like, boom, lost here, lost here, lost here. I don't know, millions. But at the same time, I was happy because I was going to work every day and I was putting in that effort and I knew I was going to be fine. I still had a pretty good life. I was the number one agent. I was telling my assistant to hold his check because I didn't have money to pay him and I was still the number one agent in our office. You know what I mean? It was like, it was that bad for times. But because of that, like it wasn't ever, it wasn't ever an option. I just, I enjoyed, I loved having, uh, the challenges come like there's people, you know, they think the challenges are bad. Like dude, problems are fun. Problems are give you something really like, think about a movie that you enjoy. Like what's your favorite movie? One of you, uh, I can't even think of one I, right now because it, movie. Jurassic park, Jurassic park yeah. right? Yeah. What if they'd gone to the park and everything went the way it was supposed to, <laughs> yeah. and they did a tour through Jurassic park and the movie ends. What a shit movie. Yeah, well, nobody good, wants dude. to watch that. Yeah. The whole fun is the problem is the T-Rex gets out and all of a sudden the velociraptors run around biting your head off, dude. That's fun. <laughs> shit now we got a problem to solve now we got heroes now we got an opportunity and so it's like that's how you have to look at these things dude it's like i know problems are going to come up in every aspect of life and i'm just like all right here we go this is going to be a fun one like can't wait to speak about this one one day and so that's you know it's just all about your attitude towards it do you use a lot of your life story stuff as fuel to help you growing or help you keep growing as well like as fuel it's like but you kind of have hindsight right i'm like so, like, truly, when something bad is happening to me now, in the moment, I enjoy it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, wow, getting a lesson today. Like, this yeah. is something. Well, that's what know? I was going to say. You probably yeah. went through all that stuff, and there's no other way to, to learn what you did but experience it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that's, always like, yeah, you can listen to other people's problems or their struggles and how they overcame it. But unless you literally physically and emotionally go through it. It's just different. Yeah, and I think what God's, like, we're trying to grow all the time, right? And a tree can only grow as deep as the roots go. And so I think God, in wisdom, uh, gives us problems. And then if we solve them, we get bigger problems. And then you solve those. And all you're doing is growing. Mm-hmm. Like, now, when I have little problems come up, it's so laughable. It's like, that's not a problem. Like, like it doesn't even register anymore. But those would have been, my world would have been collapsing oh, yeah. 10, yeah. 15 years ago. You know, yeah. and that's just, that's how you grow as a human. And so you take on bigger problems. And to the point where, you know, next thing you know, you're, like, dealing with big shit every single day. But it's cool. Like, you, you, you just know that you're going to handle all of it. So you, grow, you grew pretty rapidly. If you were starting all this 2005, 2010, you've thrown out. So, like, once it starts growing and, you know, the snowball starts rolling fast, like, what, I mean... Well, yeah, yeah. How do you decide like, to go, quick, where to go next? Yeah. Like it sounds like, like you it, hit real estate, but now you told us at the beginning you're in a lot of other things. Well, because like, there's a lot of millionaires and rich people that are just like you hear it all not not happy, depressed, or you know suicidal or too much stress, whatever. So like that's that's the next thought is you you're growing, everything's rolling. How do you manage that part? Yeah, and I think it's. You know, I had a couple of advantages. One is I had a really good family and friends from my youth that helped keep me grounded. And so, like, for me, um, I kept surrounding myself with good people. I have, you know, I'm grateful that I, I care deeply about my people. I care about what's going on. And so I always had causes bigger than myself. I always was yeah. able to be part of other things bigger than myself. Um, and then, you know, I'm always growing and trying to learn. So, like, two and a half years ago, 
I sold the most expensive home ever in the state of Utah, $32 million house. I'll let you guys do the math, 3% commission on that thing. Damn. That year, I was the number one agent in Utah. I'd hit my goal. I was like top of the total pole. I mean, shit was just rolling. And I had this epiphany. I knew I had to do something bigger, something else. That's and crazy. So I was like, okay, like, you know, it's funny. My life coach, she has the notes from back when we were talking. Is like, I told her, I literally, my word for word, she read it back to me, was like, People think I'm this huge success. I feel like I haven't even started what I'm supposed to be doing yet. And so then I started working. I just started kind of thinking, like, uh, you know, taking that time, meditating, like going through the exercise. All right, if, you know, Jimmy, what are people reaching out to you about? What do people seem to really look up to you for? What are things that you come easy to you that don't to other people? What are some opportunities where you can give back to others? I started piecing all this together and formulated what is now We Are The They. And which is by far and away my favorite thing that I've ever done in really? my life. Oh, by far and away. Dude, give us some, what is that? Let's, let's hear well, it. Yeah, start with the name. We are the yeah, they, because I messed they. up. We are they. You did. Yeah, yeah I had to correct you. <laughs> well, it's funny because we take a lot of pride in the name. In fact, we had a, so the group, it's a men's coaching group. Um, and what, what, where it comes, the name comes from is so back five, six years ago, I was going undercover with Operation Underground Railroad, yeah. super popular here in Utah. Do you know, uh, well, we'll talk about I that. I know all after. of them, I guess. Okay. But yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, and I came back from an op in Latin America, and my girlfriend picked me from the airport. It was, a, it was probably our most dangerous one we ever went on. I ended up going on, you know, pretty close to a dozen ops, and we were in the car on the way home in the truck, and I'm telling her about it, and I'm all stoked up, you know, and, and she pulls over, and she's like, hey, I actually, I don't want you to do this anymore. I was like, well, what are you talking about? This is part of my life's mission now, you know? And she goes, I know, but it's like, it's super dangerous. It's a bad environment. Like, I just don't want you to do it anymore. And I was like, well... I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is something that I'm going to be doing. She goes, I know, but why can't they just go do it? And without even thinking, I go, well, there is no they. We are the they. And when I said that, I was like, oh, shit. I got, like, tingles in my body. (laughs) I'm like, we are the they. they." So that's where the whole thing came from. So I tattooed it on my arm. That's awesome, dude. And so when I started kind of formulating that I was going to do this program, I was trying to think of the name. I was like, this is obvious. We are the they. And so that's why we take so much pride in it. Like, you know, my original group of 50 guys, you know, like six of them have gotten a tattoo of our logo on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's because it stands for something. Like it's a movement. This isn't just like some stupid thing we're doing. We're helping men become better versions of themselves in every way, shape, and form. And yeah. So, yeah, it's my, a, so it's a coaching group is what it turned into. So it's kind of like a coaching group. But it's, a little it's more of like a brotherhood as well okay. um, because it's like, again, the two things that people kept reaching out to me about was, number one is how do I find a group of friends like you guys have? Yeah. Um, you guys seem to really love each other and care about each other. And the second one was, you guys feel like you're alive. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through the motions. Like, how do I get out of this place, you know? Yeah. And so those are the things that we focus on and help guys, you know, get vulnerable, authentic, and in integrity, create a safe space for them to show up as they are um, and be able to work towards becoming a, a better version of themselves. And so, yeah, man, it's awesome. We got uh, a couple different groups going now, and we go do crazy stuff like jump off cliffs and swim with tiger sharks and Holy hell. run with the bulls <laughs> and all that kind of I stuff. I watched some, some, some of the highlights, and, and it's cool because, like, you have these grown men crying. So I, I imagine there's a lot of healing it's and a emotional. Lot of spiritual, and, a lot of healing, a lot of vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cover all that stuff. We work with a lot of different, you know, um, healers and plant medicines, and we bring in, um, you know, dancing and uh, just getting like being able to like I said like being able to talk about like we live in a society for men it's not okay not to be okay and we've created this space where you can actually show up and and, like feel supported because it's really hard to make change on your own and so what we focus Mm -hmm. on is supporting each other and and getting through those so have you done ayahuasca? I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've done ayahuasca in Hawaii, too. So I was, nice. when you said plant-based, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a I crazy like, experience, but yeah. uh, 
<laughs> yeah. I haven't done it, but I, I, when yeah, you the when you did it, the, like the, the amount of like difference in you was crazy. It changed so, my life yeah. for sure. Yeah, but um, that's a whole other story. So, <laughs> we are the they. Is your, I mean, is that your main focus that's right my now? Main like, focus. I was say, that yeah, sounds so like it's your. your it is. Yeah. yeah. So I got my real estate team that runs. You know, I got um, amazing people that run that. My brother and my partner Tyler and Chris. And I just kind of, you know. Do you feel like you've kind of become bored with real estate? Not that I was bored with it. It was just, dude, when, so like, for example, you know, I mean, we, what I'm doing with We Are The They, like these guys are changing their lives forever in every single way. They're creating more lifelong. Oh, it's the idea of going and showing a home, which is also important. Like you're picking where people live and how they're going to spend their life and making sure you take care of your friends and clients. Like I had, I got a lot of from real estate and I still do. Yeah. But this is just like another level. And so for me, if I can get both, like my real estate team runs better when those guys are doing it anyway. They got the time to go show homes and to put the effort in and find the investment properties. And and I get to focus all my time and attention on this. And so, yeah, it's, you know, I still have a company as well. I flip homes. We're flipping four Mm -hmm. or five at a time always. And all over the country? No, just here in Utah. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, me and my buddy always talk like, you know, why didn't we start real estate sooner? But then we go back to, well, we had all these experiences, sales, knocking doors. Do you feel like real estate finally led you to we are the they or or do you look back like i wish i would have started this when i was 24 oh no 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 no. yeah i honor the path completely man like my real estate like you know i look at every part of my life has led me to the next and without wherever those were you can't get to where you're going like the lessons i learned in real estate the connections i made the lessons learned i mean dude there's so much growth in 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 real estate because there's so many things you never can get to the peak i mean there's always (laughs) something else you can learn and do and grow and whatever and so it was a perfect path for me. And I even look at, you know, my church history that way. It was perfect for me till it wasn't. It was like I needed to have it till I didn't. And so each part of my life, I think it's important for anybody to honor those pieces, even the ones you didn't like, because it led you to where you're at today. And ultimately, it's very empowering to know, oh, I did need that. Here I am today. I now get to go forward with whatever I want from here. But you better honor the path along the way or else you're just missing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... Advice to us, like we're starting, I mean, he's further along, I'm starting, I'm new agent, but like people wanting to do something, like what's your advice from your life experience? Well, I mean, cause like Gary Vee is like, do something that you love. Obviously that's a huge aspect, but is there, is there like your own motto or your own, do you get what um, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I think, so I had a buddy the other day, we went to lunch and this, I think it will answer your question, but he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what, like how to even like where I want to go to make money. He's a sharp guy. He's made multiple six figures in a year before. Like he, he has options. And, uh, but right now he's kind of just waiting for that perfect thing. And I said, dude, quit waiting for the perfect thing. Like go do something and go do it so damn well that you can't help, but get people's attention. Whatever you do, just go be great at it. And, dude, the right person's going to see you and be like, what the hell are you doing waiting tables? Like, you're the best damn waiter I've ever seen in my life. What are yeah, you yeah. doing here? And you're like, I don't know. Just something to do until I find the next thing. I was like, well, let me tell you about my next thing. And boom, you, that's how opportunity finds you. That's how you find your passion. That's how you find what you're supposed to do next. Like, when I decided, when I had that epiphany, I was actually in a plant-based uh, plant medicine journey right, yeah. that I had that epiphany that I needed to go outside of real estate. Where did you do that? By, I, 
Like, uh, I mean, legally speaking, I'm <laughs> yeah. in Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. I mean, do you want to ask for yeah. you? Rough question. Rough question. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, once I said I was like, yeah, I remember uh, when I was diving into that, yeah. <laughs> that I was worried about that. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually a big part of the group that's trying to legalize psilocybin right now. Mm-hmm. We have a big push going with the Libertas Institute. I'm working with John Pistana and um, Connor Boyack and some of those guys. We're raising yeah. a ton of money to help legalize it because it changes lives so much. It's such a, a beautiful tool to help people that are depressed or trauma, anxiety, all those things. But anyway, so I don't mind talking about it, actually. Yeah, I yeah. talk about it pretty openly. Um, but back to the question, what the hell are we talking about? I don't remember. You got a brain like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just lost it, too. Quite a bit of Anyways. Thoughts, so. No, but... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was having lunch with... So anyway, so I was telling that guy... Basically, you've got to do something. It's not necessarily going to be your oh, passion. Yeah, okay. It's not going to be the thing that you love. But do something so great, and it'll lead you. So when I, when I had the epiphany I needed to get out of real estate, it didn't come to me right away. My original idea of what we are that they is now, I would you'd laugh if you saw what my original idea was. It was horrible. But I was working with different thoughts and things, and then you know I hired a person to help direct my thoughts a little bit, to be honest, a coach. And we were doing a meditation, and it, that's when it came to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's actually a men's group. Holy shit. And I was because I had this total imposter syndrome. Like, who the hell am I to coach people on how to live their life, you know? And then it was like, no, no, no. It's going to be a men's group. You're going to teach these men how to connect and become friends with each other. And I was like, oh, I'm the best in the world at that. I know exactly how to create those containers. All my friends met through me. I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I am the best damn person in the world for this. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> went forward with it. But it didn't come to me just like all of a sudden. Like, I was working on it all the time. And then uh-huh. eventually I was like, oh, shit, there it is. See, I don't think people realize the power of men. Meditation and like I, I started um, hot yoga, and is you know like you're a football player, basketball player, and it's just like I'm not gonna do that. And but people don't realize the power of meditation and just sitting like in your own thoughts sometimes and stopping on what can come to you. Yeah, yeah I think and, it's just working on like what you want, right? I, most people will spend more time planning a vacation than planning their goals for the year. They'll spend yeah. more time on their wedding than their life goals for what they want their marriage to look like, and. You know, for me, I do a planning session about once a week where I just sit down and spend 30 to 45 minutes. All right, what did you do well, Jimmy? We're just suck ass. Like, where are we getting better? Um, You know, in a prayer every night, like, give gratitude for the day and think about, all right, here's where I fell short. And then, you know, sometimes meditation doesn't have to be, like, zenning out and, like, cross-legged. Like, I go for a walk every night. Like, but I also meditate now. But, like, for me, for years, I couldn't hold still. So I'd go for a walk. That's how I feel like I started doing that. And like yeah. something like, yeah, with going yeah. for walks and stuff like just well, like clears last, my head. It's almost like I, an I, acknowledging your thoughts though. And not, yeah. I think a lot of people mask them or try and like we were talking That's about That's how it is this. with me. Cause like sometimes like I'll get so like, I have this problem, my wife and I, I'll get so stressed with something and she'll want to talk about it. And I'm like, I can't, but I will leave for 10 minute walk or yeah. 20 or walk my dog for an hour or whatever. Come back. And I'm like, I'm ready. Let's still hash it out. And just, like, hearing you explain that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's important to know that, too. Yeah. You know, it's like we we live in such a noisy world. Mm-hmm. People always want their headphones in. They always want their, Like, so last night I went for a walk. I just was, I was, I was on my couch. I was feeling a little unsettled. I was like, man, I must have a lot of thoughts going on. Like, you know, a lot of things going on with the party today probably and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. And I never take my phone when I go for these walks. I just went That's for a walk smart. for 45 minutes. And I literally the whole time, I couldn't quiet my damn mind. It was just thought after thought. But by the time I got back to my house, my mind was quiet. Like, it just needed to freaking talk to itself for 45 minutes. <laughs> Dude, I relate to that so much. <laughs> I know that for itself. sure then. That's so, awesome. Do you know Colton Lindsay by chance? Uh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just signed up for his coaching. But his, 
like I, I've done Tom Ferry uh, coaching and like different ones, but yeah, his is focused a lot on like he has a I love my life journal. You get up, you write journal. What are you grateful for? Breath work, and it and it's almost like you're coming from the heart instead of the head and like focusing on what's going on inside of me instead of in real estate. It's so easy to focus on clients and answer your phone whenever they call you. And, and so it's like control your life. Like you don't have to answer your phone. Doctors don't work that way. You don't call a doctor and say, I need a dentist appointment. And they call you right back. They have an assistant or whatever. Right. So it's the mind work to me is incredible probably one I had a brain injury I got hit on my Harley by a car so I've been focusing more on that like rewiring my brain correctly but yeah like the more that you dive into these high level people like yourself or or high achievers like they all come back to themselves like like mindset like mastering yourself yeah yeah I mean that's ultimately you know your life's gonna be and it's just your choices accumulate over time, right? Every time you make a choice, you're moving towards one direction or another. And so what can I do to stack the deck in my favor? How can I make sure I make better choices? Well, surround myself with better people, get mentors, get coaches, read books, journal, do spend time where I can actually think, right? Like, because people just make choices and boom, 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 boom. The next thing you know, your life is like <laughs> a series of whatever your choices you make. Your life's over. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so make better choices. You'll get a better life. So... Yeah. This is probably a tough question. What's your favorite memory? Like, does one stand out? Favorite or, memory? Oh, yeah. that's a cool, that's a cool question. Like, or, or just... I have a, no, I have a favorite yeah. memory. Recently, actually, I just turned 40 this last October, and uh, the first night, I so I got 30 of my best friends. We went out to Moab, rented a bus, and, um, well, actually, my buddy had his RV wrapped with my company logo and stuff. We all go out there together and just having a party, or 30 of my best, closest friends. And the first night, we did a... Uh, I did this really special dinner overlooking the river on the red rocks and had it all catered with lights and it was just this most beautiful dinner and uh, I think I saw a picture of this and you, and you said this is my favorite place on earth um, it's not my favorite place or not necessarily one, no. of, one of my favorite places I mean that maybe that I'm butchering it, was, it. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Sure. I mean that night was one but so that night we're doing this dinner and I had my friends roast me and I've you done, did? Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. I've done a lot of internal work. Like, all these things that used to, like, trigger me, like, it was just pure love and comedy. I mean, they and they gave it to me, a couple of them. Oh, my gosh. And there's a picture of me. I use it as my profile picture now. But I am laughing so hard. It was, life can get as good as that. I don't think life can get better than that. But that whole night, we were all just laughing so hard. And the entire weekend was, you know, we ended up jumping off the rope swing at the end of the weekend. And yeah. this 250-foot drop. And just the whole thing was just so epic. And. It's just such a beautiful, like, in my wildest dreams, if you'd be like, this is you at 40, like, this is your life, what it's going to look like, I couldn't have pictured it being that good. I would have screwed it up if I tried to design it myself. Like, you know, God just kind of helped me get there, man. But it was such a beautiful weekend, and it was, that would probably be, honestly, that's about as good a memory as they come. It was was just a perfect couple days. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. (laughs) Yeah. So... I think a lot of my joy and memories come from my kids and my wife. Do you want that? Yeah. So actually speaking, I mean, go back to should Ayahuasca. We make, should we make you a POF profile? No. That thing's still around. What the hell is a POF? Yeah. Plenty of fish. Oh, it's like goodness. a dating profile. I haven't been on the apps for about three years. Oh. I feel weird being on the apps. No, it's, uh, yeah. I'm very specific of what I'm looking for. I kind of know, but no, I, um, so it was funny because my whole life I didn't know if I did. It was kind of like, a, ah, that'd be cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I need that or not. And then speaking of ayahuasca, so last April, a little over a year ago, 
I was doing an ayahuasca retreat, and for the first time in my life, I realized I do want to have kids. And I had this super clear realization, like, oh, shit, I'm sad that I don't have kids. Can you... Ex- can you, I have kids? Can, I hope no. so. I don't know for sure. <laughs> can you dive deeper into that experience? Sure, sure, sure. I'll drive into it, dive into it. So I've been working so hard on trying to love myself for years, going through all the work. I mean, 5-MEO, you know, ayahuasca, the whole thing, all the things that you're supposed to do to try to love yourself. And I could, like, tell there was a piece of me I still didn't love. And I'm like, what the hell? And I didn't know what it was, and I was so frustrated. So in this particular ayahuasca experience, my buddy told me, he goes, dude, when I do ayahuasca or when I do plant medicine, I like to you know, talk to Jesus. And I'm a big Jesus guy. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I'm going to try that. So once I drop in, I'm like, close my eyes. I'm like, I'm going to, Hey Jesus. And it's like, go down for this walk. And it became like very vivid. And me and Jesus are sitting at this river and, uh, and start talking. This is crazy. I, I love, and, I love this stuff. I mean, I could see his mouth moving, dude. And I remember thinking like, Holy <laughs> shit, his mouth's moving. I remember thinking he's shorter than I thought he was. Like, it was that, it was that vivid, dude. And dude, I'm like, that's nuts. And it was just cool. And I'm talking, he's smart as hell. And, I'm asking him certain things, and one of the things I asked him, I said, hey, man, well, I'll tell you, the first thing I asked him was really cool. I was asking about this girl that I'd been kind of hanging out with. I said, should I pursue her seriously? And he looks at me, and he goes, I'll never forget, man. It's like I actually did a tattoo of it right here, this cross. It's, this conversation is about that uh, on my finger. And I said, uh, I, go, I go, should I pursue this girl? And he goes, I don't know. You haven't manifested it. He goes, Jimmy, you get everything you manifest. So as soon as you're ready, just manifest it. And I so, was like, so, like, you haven't given enough thought to yeah. to it. Yeah. And really? he, I'm and like, it, holy shit. He, he even said, he goes, in fact, you've never manifested it with a girl. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, yeah, I don't want to manifest that with her. And I'm like, holy cow. Okay. And then so later in the conversation, I said, uh, I said, hey, I really want to know this part of me. I can't figure it out that I don't love. Will you please show me? And he goes, you're ready. I'll show you. I was like, okay, sweet. So I'm like pumped, right? I'm like, holy. Ready. So I'm in this, <laughs> totally in this like, ayahuasca experience. And uh, all of a sudden, I have this realization. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so obvious. Duh, of course I don't love that about me. And what it was is, so I've always surrounded myself with very powerful men. Yeah. Like, all my friends are badasses. They are. And it's like, and weak people drove me nuts, right? It's like, (laughs) get your shit together. You sound like a pansy (laughs) right now. It's like all my mentors that I was aligned with were the ones that were, like, militaristic and just Mike Ferry, you know, just get your shit together, man. And so that's how I've always kind of looked at stuff. And, and I just really looked down on people that were weak, if I'm being honest. And I realized in that moment, the piece of me that I didn't love was the part of me that's weak. I'd never allowed myself to be weak, to be sad, to be lonely, to be vulnerable this way. I've never gone there. If I've like felt bad or sad, if I got dumped, I mean, it's like five minutes and I'm freaking, nope, the next we're done with yeah. this. But what I would do is self-destruct because instead of feeling the emotion and dealing with it, I would mask it by being busy or being whatever, go hook up with random girls or whatever I did, right? And I'd never process the emotions. And so in that moment, it's like, yo, you need to love that part of you. And I was even like, oh, gross. Why would I love that about you? <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a concept. And so then I said. Well, do you, because, I mean, you probably built your identity on that. And so do you feel like it just totally broke your identity down? No, it, what, I mean, just what? made it that much better. I mean, once you love yourself, it's so much easier to do everything else. And so, but in that, so in, in that same moment, right, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was like, well, show me in time. When I was sad and I just masked it. That's what I asked for, right? And it showed me two times. And, and you're both, still having this conversation with Jesus. No, at this point, I'm not with Jesus anymore, okay, okay. but I'm like in the experience of ayahuasca. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, I was like, right, you'll show me. I'm like, just asking the gods or whatever, you know. I'm like, show me a time when I was sad and I masked it. And it showed me two times. And one of them was my brother, Matt, was cuddling with his daughter, Shaylee. 
and then one of them was my brother Dale, cuddling with his daughter Lila. You were sad that you, that you didn't, didn't have, have a experience. daughter. Yeah, that I didn't have kids. And I was like, holy shit, I'm sad I don't have kids. I'm like, I've never even thought of this. I'm like, of course I'm sad I don't have kids. Why wouldn't I want to have kids? What a cool thing to have. Like, I'd be the best <laughs> yeah. damn dad ever. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> I want to have kids. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to have kids. And so that was the first moment. I mean, it was a very deep answer to your question, but that was the moment I'm like, holy shit, I want to have kids. I'm like, awesome. So since then, I've been making these adjustments and still have not totally manifested what I'm going for yet. I'm still a little bit hesitant, but it's getting there. And so like, if I was like a four or before on a level of one to 10, I'm probably an eight now. What are you hesitant on? Ah, well, it's a deeper conversation. I don't even know. <laughs> but the point is, is I'm getting there. Um, so I do want to have kids, which I thought was a really cool thing. And that rest of that experience that night in ayahuasca, I got to feel all the emotions, loneliness, afraid, sad, um, and I got to feel all that. And I just sat there and cried and held myself and was like, felt through all that. It was a beautiful thing. And now I'm allow myself to go to those places if it needs to. So that's awesome, man. You, you articulate and explain ayahuasca very well. It's for me, it was, there's a lot that happens. Yeah, there's a lot. Of that. <laughs> and so yeah, like to, to be able to come back and tell people. Like, I didn't believe in God, and then I came back and believed in God, and it's like I'm throwing up on people, you know? Like, I felt this spiritual thing that I had to share, but I totally sucked at explaining everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to—you know, I've probably journeyed now between different plant medicine journeys probably 50, 60 times, and Damn. so I've done a lot of work on it. And I, wow. I'm i a That's huge cool. advocate for it, so I've learned how to talk about it, right? Yeah. Because if you say it wrong, you sound like a kook. I mean, I— Half like, people listen to this right like now. A hippie like, druggie this or... I thought he was talking to Jesus. What else you got? You know, go yeah. back to the podcast about golf. These guys, are, this guy's nuts. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't care. This is my experience. I'm sharing it. If you think I'm crazy, congratulations. I don't give a shit. And so this was my experience. But it wasn't crazy. And I've introduced now hundreds of friends to the plant medicines, and literally every single one of them has had a beautiful experience. And so I've had to learn to tell it in a way so that it attracts people to it, right? And so I've told this story enough times that, you know, hopefully people can understand. Like, because, I mean, from my first experience, I have a tattoo of the date of the first time I ever did plant medicine, 12, 7, 18, because yeah. my life, there's life before and life after. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I got onto it from Joe Rogan listening to his podcast. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the best way you can explain it, and I kind of try and explain is you live your whole life in that moment and you like just figure out things that you've never realized about yourself. Oh. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it shows you, you know, it'll dip into your subconscious and pull out whatever you're willing to deal with in that moment, whatever you can handle. And it'll, here it is. We're going to look at it. We're going to fix it right now. And you go through it, energetically fix it. And then you purge it out and it's gone, you know, and it'll give you as much as you're willing to take at a time. So do you feel, so Jimmy, do you feel, it sounds like, dude, you've, you've lived a life, man. You've got a lot of freaking experiences. Is that what made you feel like you were ready to get into the, we are the, they, like, yeah, I just, I knew I was called to do it. I knew I was called to do it, man. Is, you know, as too many things were happening and it was like, and then I did the first, you know, and even though I was like, I was still nervous. Like when I launched the program, cause it's not a cheap program. I mean, all my guys, you know, pay 1500 bucks a month. And I, I wanted to have 50 because I knew if I kept it at 50, I could build the brotherhood and the camaraderie, the friendships, yeah. anything over that. It's going to be hard to do. And so I gave myself 30 days to sell the program. So we launched it and I had 30 days till we started. I sold. What year was this? This was in just barely November. Really? Oh, you just barely okay. launched yeah, yeah, this? November. Okay. Wow. So in the first nine hours that I had it open, I had 145 guys apply so for with- 50 spots. And I was like. Oh shit! What do I do now? So I took the fit. I spent two days picking the right guys, and I had you know I had what what go through that process. How do you pick 
the right guys. Like, so, yeah, that's what, what, what are the qualities? Like, how did yeah, you... so I was looking for a certain type of guys. I mean, I had a questionnaire, so there was five, six questions right off the bat. Depends on their answers. That was the first thing. Um, and people that didn't answer that well just automatically kicked out. Can you share any of those questions? Um, it was like, why, why would you be a good fit for this program? Yeah. What does it mean to you to be a good friend? Um, you know, what's one thing you're trying to get out of this program? At the end of this two-and-a-half-year program, what do you... Can make it considered a success for so you. So it ends. But at two and a half years, it Well, it's ends. two and a half years, and then after that, that's the leadership program. And then after that, if you've gone through the program and you want to, you get to actually take your own group and then lead them out. That's, that's cool. how you continue that's to grow. Awesome. That's how so, it actually spreads, yeah. I would think, okay, so I'm listening to you, and I can see all of your success. And we, I, we definitely got into a lot more personal stuff. But if I hadn't had this podcast with you, I'd be probably focused on the success. So did you have to, like, vet folks that were, like, just trying to get a hold of how to make money? type stuff because yeah, obviously so you're trying to build a program where cool it's like part. yeah yeah you know, it's very heart like you're trying to bring everything well like, my yeah. favorite thing about the whole program so it's, so that was the first thing i did was went through the questionnaire then i went through their instagram and facebook profiles i wanted to know what they were about and i looked I looked at these guys with their families and you know kind of what kind of dudes are they what kind of things are they posting about and i eliminated probably about five dudes off of how they post and then from there i actually did a plant medicine journey and i fasted for a day to get in touch with god and just said help me pick the right 50 dudes i want this thing to be a, the real thing and then i just went through and and it, it was so cool like this group team the, the the guys are incredible it's literally the greatest dudes i've got the opportunity to lead these guys and it was badass I and mean, we got guys worth nine figures and i got one dude that had to sell his boat to pay for the program like, no we shit. have everything in between oh yeah <laughs> dude, that's cool so we've got this mix and we got four that means they have a lot of we faith got, in you dude. Oh, that's yeah, awesome dude. we got four or five guys in the group that um you know they work for the group so one's in charge of communications one audio but they help me at the events or whatever i need and so instead of paying they're part of it that way because they couldn't afford it or whatever they're just not in that part of their life but they are treated exactly the same this is one of my favorite stories so moab was our first weekend and one of the guys in our group is, is just super wealthy like nine figure guy and he flies his jet down right and we were all staying in this giant airbnb it's these two airbnbs that are connected to sleep supposed to sleep 70 we get there and there's really about 45 beds not <laughs> 70 there's, oh, there's some couches and things <laughs> yeah. like that I, it, yeah airbnbs it's like what well, if people sleep on the ground it yeah. sleeps this many yeah. yeah but no this i mean this thing's huge i mean you're yeah, talking right. 15 grand a night to rent the damn thing out but so these guys get there on their jet but they got there late because the flight left late and their asses had to sleep on couches. So the guys that flew in on jets slept on couches because we were out of beds. And nice. I was about to move somebody to put them on them. And so yeah. that's my point is, is like by setting that standard. And by the way, I slept on a couch. So yeah. nobody's going to say shit because I'm on a couch. Right? You're a leader you're and you're 40. Exactly right, and you dude. Took a couch. Yeah. So nice. it's like when you lead up like that. And so people know. So it has that kind of vibe and that kind of feel. But anyway, so the group came together awesome, and so I'd been trying to, you know, get the next group together. We just launched that one about two and a half months ago, the new group of 50. And then from here, we're going to open it up to the masses where it's not capped anymore, and I have ways I'm doing that. But so the goal ultimately is to make it a movement and just spread everywhere. That's freaking rad. I don't know if you're – I don't want to put you in a position where you can't talk for someone else, but, like, give me the mindset of a person that makes nine figures and came and joined the group. Like, what – if I, I don't know how much you make. But I feel like maybe you're saying that you're making it sound like that guy makes more than you, right? So if he's calling How much you, nine in, figures is yeah, he yeah, makes more right? than you. Yeah, right. He's making a ton of money, right? Exactly. So <laughs> he's calling hundreds of millions. Of I know, dollars. I don't know. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. So he's calling you. What is he looking to come in and get? Like, what's, what's that guy slacking in well, life is, if see, he's got the money oh, you, to buy the world? No, you'd say this is a misconception you have. Um, that's what. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, give me some insight. Um, well, he wanted the brotherhood. He wanted the camaraderie. He absolutely saw the way I interact with my friends, and he was like, dude, that's what I'm looking for. I that's want a, people yeah. in my life like that. And then. You 
you know, he was going through a divorce. One guy, not this, the same guy, but another successful guy, for example, is going through a divorce and he's trying to figure out the piece of romantic relationship. He's like, I want to do better next time. You know, yeah. another guy, he's like, I have six kids and I don't have a relationship with him. Like, I want to fix it. Right. Um, but most of these guys, they're super successful. They're just looking for a, a little bit more. You yeah. know, it's like me, like when all these years I was doing coaching, I was the kicking ass in every way. I was happy as a clam, but I always wanted more. And that's most yep. of the guys. And that's my favorite part about this group is it's not like broken men. Right. These dudes, like you meet them and you're like, holy shit. Like yeah. I, I kept reading the resumes. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I have I, the best dudes joining. And it was yeah. so humbling. Honestly, I got like, I'm all emotional because I'm like, these guys, what like, did I, you send? How, how did you send that out? Dude, like, just what, through my just, Instagram. Really? I didn't even have time awesome. to get it to Facebook. No, I, I didn't run ads or nothing. It was just these see, dudes all just, just all of them through Instagram. Yeah, I, no, dude, that's, I've, so I studied social media marketing and I, I, back in 2008 was telling my grandma, like, I'm going to make money from YouTube or Twitter. And she's like, you know what? And like, I don't think they get it. Like still, like I'm making real estate videos on YouTube and like, well, when are you going to close a deal or when are you, when are you going to get something from this? I'm like, I don't know, but like I'm building my brand. Yeah. Like yeah. that's more important. And no, the I power think- that comes with social media, like you wouldn't even be on this podcast. Of course, yeah. yeah. Right? It's podcasting. True. Like, there's no way that I would have been able to reach out to you or probably even known you. I didn't even know you before I invited you on this podcast. It was literally from a podcast. I'm like, right. I'm going to invite yeah. him on. So, yeah, the power of social media is insane because you can – it's not just, like, the most influential person in your state or country, but it's the world. Like, yeah. you can reach – Anybody. Yeah, that's what makes it cool, man. We live in a new, it's a new world and you can reach people. I mean, I have guys from all over the country in my group, Chicago and Canada and Texas and Florida. I mean, all over the place. Yeah. And I think what I was getting with that, with that question was, it just shows that like, I do believe that money can buy you happiness in, in certain ways, but that's not everything in life. And that's why I was like, no. okay, what is missing in that when you have money to move worlds? You know, yeah. what are you still looking for? And I was just, that's why I was getting curious. Yeah, no, everybody has different mindset. things they're looking for and, you know, and, and, but successful men, they love to, and by the way, everyone knows they got another level to get to. And yeah. like everyone sees the videos that we're posting or the pictures and they're like, well, that'd be nice. I want yeah. 50 guys to support me and help me, you know, and it's really cool. Well, and you have something to share. Like if you are that successful or you're on your way to being super successful, like you have people to share it with too. Well, that's like, why it's called we are the they too, right? Yeah. Like, like we just had four guys do an Ironman together from our group that met in Moab on the first weekend. And, uh, and the guy that trained them was in the group. He met all them the first weekend as well, but he's did all these ultra races and everything. He's one of the top dudes in the country for it. And he trained these four guys and I didn't do shit. I was just like the guy that put everything together. Yeah. But these dudes spent six months working together, training together, like being coached. And that, that's part, that's why it's called, we are the, they, like yeah. I have so many resources I can count on for my, for help from these guys. Like the other day we did a real estate mastermind and you know, Chris Martindale hosted it. The guy he's a broker for 550 agents here in Utah. He's my broker. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. And like, I just showed up and like, you know, participated a little bit, but dude, all these guys do it for each other and they're doing these cool things. And that's what makes it special. It's kind of like, this might be a stupid comparison, but it's kind of like Steve Jobs type thing. Like you're the orchestrator, right? Like you're not maybe doing all yeah, the little I like to, things. I like but to refer you're like to myself the, as like an alchemist. I'm really good yeah, at getting the right yeah. pieces together and then letting the magic happen. Yes. Yeah. Know? Like you're good about bringing it all together. I yeah. love that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, well, back to the social media stuff that Jordan well, my, was talking. My, yeah, about. my brain. Yeah, you can you can see when I start dozing off. And well, like I was going to say. I, go ahead. So who who's who do you go to for? influence and because like obviously yeah, who's your coach you need to 
keep creative juices and ideas flowing. Like, where do you oh, yeah. go? Yeah. yeah. So I have a life coach. I had yeah. it for eight years now, Melissa. I have an energy healer lady, uh, Kathy. I have my shaman uh, and I. Um, I have some very, very intelligent friends. Like, my friends are freaking geniuses, and I'll call any of 30 of them for advice or whatever. Like, even, in fact, yesterday I called my one buddy. I'm like, yo, hit me up. And I had this, you know, thought I wanted to run over by him, and we brainstormed it together. And so I'm really good at reaching out and getting help. Um, I'm part of multiple masterminds. I'm part of the 100 Million Mastermind with Dan Fleischman. I'm part of the Avengers Dude, that's Mastermind cool. as an instructor. Um, but I also go to four or five events every year. So I went to Aubrey Marcus's event this year. Yeah. Um, um, you he know, does the on it stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's called Fit for Service is his. But I went to Bedros Koulian's event. Um, I'm always learning, always growing. Like I went to a thing called Monopolize. They do an event on social media. I just went like th- a month ago. I'm always learning, always growing, pushing myself. And I read about 50 books a year still. Um, so, yeah, that's where I... 50 books. So I read this about... It was Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. They would spend like an obscene amount, amount of time reading. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. Like daily? Yeah. Like what do you, how, how, yeah, every how often day. do you read? Um, I mean, I'm reading physically a book at least 20 to 30 minutes a day. And then I'm listening to Audible another 30 to 90 minutes a day. Yeah. Do okay. you have, do you have certain stuff that you do every day? Like without um, fail? Yes and no. I'm not like this guy that like, I have to do it this way. You know right. what I mean? But I do have, yeah. Like, so every day at 7am, one of my guys will meet me at my door or we'll jump on a call and I'll go for a walk. And so I go for a 45 minute walk every day at 7am and I do a coaching call with them or a like they just we just go for a walk and do our coaching and then I get back and I do this 15 minute body movement yoga thing kind of gets my body moving for the day and then I'll do my green juice and I'll do my affirmations and I'll do my vision boarding um, every other day I'll do like my Peloton run and then I do a meditation for 20 minutes I actually use the same one on YouTube all the time um, and that's really the only things I like have to do every day and like but like so like a day where that can get screwed up all the time. I'll just, you know, I don't beat myself up. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I didn't do it today. Why do you do yeah. the same meditation every day? Uh, I was never good at meditation, and this one gets me there. So Really? Yeah. So it's just like... Have you tried... So this is off topic, but I've been doing meditating through the Oculus, the virtual reality. Yeah. Have you tried it yet? No, I don't like all that Oculus bullshit. I want to do stuff in real life. <laughs> oh, I think you would like it. I it would not. I hate it, all of it. Why? Because it's artificial. I think the devil tries to... F- make things that are beautiful fake and call it real that's where you're that's coming fair. up with yeah fair enough all that bullshit yeah that's the metaverse that's pornography that's all those things you know yeah it's fair never enough. as good as a real thing I mean, yeah so yeah i can see that i'm um, an experienced guy like i'm the guy that if i want to go to a game i'm going in person or else i'm probably not watching it right i just got back from europe i just went for seven days to seven countries just for shits and giggles like i just want to go experience i want to smell it i want to see it i want to experience it i want to get the feeling i want to get the energy of it do you travel a lot by yourself uh yeah i'll travel a lot by myself and then meet up with people usually is what i do but i love to go travel by myself i've heard that a lot i have no i mean i did it once when i was like 18 but i haven't done it since but like i've heard that a lot from people that like it's just a it's just a crazy well you're never alone you meet people all the in everywhere you go and yeah i like to spend the time traveling and just the countryside like that's where I'd put an audio book in for example or like so I was going to Poland for example and so I you know as I'm driving I'll put YouTube videos on of, about Poland or about World War II and how it all happened and so you're just learning as you go and that's cool yeah it's kind of that's fun. awesome so do you, do I it. envision you got a map in your house that you're just dropping pins or something yeah like, I have, have like you a been? scratch off map that's cool dude <laughs> yeah. nice where would you go right now if what's your next? Yeah, well, what's your next I one? I could, and I would if I wanted to go somewhere right now. But my next trip is to Norway. <laughs> Norway. Yeah, I don't like been, the question, you if you could before? go to Norway, would you go? Because like, well, I would just go. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I want to go to the moon. It's probably my craziest place. 
I'm going to go there. Reach out to, what's his name? Uh, Tesla guy. Yeah, I'll wait till it's a little <laughs> bit more. I mean, within 10 years, it'll be a $30,000 trip, $50,000 trip. You, Do you think, think so? it'll happen? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Give us insight on why you think that. That's crazy. That oh, sounds crazy just, to me, man. Stuff just keeps going. I mean, the way it's going, you can go now for 250 so. Really? Dude, yeah. Huh. I mean, you can get on the waiting list. They're about to start sending people. To the moon or to, like, the orbit Space, thing? I guess. Space, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't think they actually go to the moon, but space. But to space, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, I need to. I feel like I need to digest this and probably go back and re-listen to it. I'm sure, <laughs> well, you you already told us you don't have anywhere to be, but we're almost at an hour. Do you, yeah. do you well, have I do. I, I meant yeah. I wasn't in a hurry, but I do yeah. have somewhere okay. to be in about <laughs> okay. time. That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah I appreciate, like, taking the time out of your day. I yeah. always say this. Seriously, like, man. And we said this kind of before we started podcasting to network and then if people listen to this and get something out of it awesome but i think the biggest benefit for me and you yeah uh originally i started to make relationships with agents then i switched my view okay i want to make relationships with business owners and now it's just like it keeps evolving yeah but i didn't like yeah when i started my podcast i was you guys you know i was just reaching out to the people that i could and so i'm happy to help other people that are up and coming and i mean i've almost 400 episodes in now and i've yeah you know i started yeah. out just not even know what the hell i was doing and well i think joe rogan was a pioneer like i mean he's yeah. the king of podcasts sure. right and so yeah I, I would deliver tires for burt brothers and every day i couldn't wait to listen to joe rogan's ep- episode because it's like two hour drive back and forth and dude it yeah. just made my day better yeah no dude, so. this, this made my day better i hope that someone listens to it does because yeah. like i'm i've been doing dealing with some personal nonsense and like dude just meeting you and talking to you like that's all bullshit that I was worrying about. So, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm glad that somebody got something out of it already. Yeah, that's dude, good. That's no, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for thanks for having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Yeah, Keep in touch. Um, yeah, and good luck with your fireworks show tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody wants fun. to, like, I'm very good at reaching. If people reach out as you guys did, like, I'm I'm here to help people out. So my Instagram is Mr. Jimmy Rex. That's where I post everything I'm doing. So you can follow me there. That's okay. awesome, dude. Cool, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Sounds good.